What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. My guest today is known as Pavlinex on Twitter. So if you're familiar with BTC Pay Server, he is the seductive voice behind the how-to videos helping you understand how to use and engage with BTC Pay Server. If you're not familiar with BTC Pay Server, shame on you. But BTC Pay Server is a self-hosted open source uh, cryptocurrency payment processor. It's secure, it's private, it's censorship resistant, and it's free. So this is a really important project. It was born out of a dissatisfaction with the existing payment processors in the space, and a bunch of motivated individuals came together and said, let's build something better. Let's build something that maintains the ethos of, of this movement. And that is that you're in total control. Nobody can censor you. Nobody can tell you what payments can and can't be made. Nobody can tell you who to transact with. And so that's what BTC Pay Server is all, is all about. And of course, it does a lot more than that. It integrates accounting, invoicing. It's basically all you need to be a merchant to accept Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And again, you remain in total control. And that's a really important element of this. And it's free. So anyways, I think this is a really important uh, project in the space. Uh, Square Crypto, which is the kind of philanthropic branch of Square Inc., which is the uh, the developer owner of the Cash App and, and other things, they recently um, donated a hundred thousand U.S. dollars to BTC Pay Server for them to continue their development, which is awesome. It's you know validation of the great work they're doing, and obviously gives them the resources to continue doing that work. Um, so everyone in the space was very, very happy to hear that news. Anyways, I wanted to speak with Pavlinex, one, to hear more about BTC Pay Server, have him explain it uh, to me a bit more and answer some of my questions about it, and two, to kind of dig inside of his motivations, why he was drawn to this project, especially given that it's all been voluntary. So what about this project was so compelling that he just felt he had to contribute to it in some way? This is the further discussion portion. So we take about an hour and 15 minutes and just have a general open conversation. Also available now is the rapid fire portion where I use the standard set of rapid fire questions and then some fun word association questions at the end. Anyways, that's it. Enjoy. Let's do it. Uh, well, mate, uh, thanks for coming on the call. Um, you know, I've I've come across your work a number of months ago, and uh, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of great news, a lot of hype, a lot of interest in BTC Pay Server. Certainly over the last well, couple of weeks, but over the last several months. So, um, if you're ready, maybe we can just get kicked off with um, kind of what BTC Pay Server is for those people that are not familiar with it, and then how you became involved and what your role is. Sure, sure. That all sounds great to me. So BTC Pay Server is a free and open source cryptocurrency payment processor. It is completely free to use, open source, which means that anybody can uh, fetch it, download it and deploy it on their own server and use it. A simple way to explain BTC Pay Server is think of it as a WordPress, you know, WordPress is just uh, software that allows anyone to launch their own blog. So in that way, BTC Pay Server is a tool which allows anyone to become their own payment processor. Uh, BTC Pay Server itself uh, started in 2017 uh, by Nicola Dorier. Uh, he was so annoyed with the way uh, BitPay, a centralized payment processor at that time, behaved and uh, he decided to create an open source alternative to BitPay. And that's basically what BTC Pay Server is. Simply explained, I mean, 
uh, think of it as a WordPress to Bitcoin. That's the easiest way to to kind of explain it. Yeah, I've never heard it uh, put in that way, but actually that makes that makes a lot of sense. And maybe before we we get into your personal motivations, I think it's important to stress why that's important, right? Because a lot of people who aren't very familiar with BTC Pay um, may just think like, okay, what's the big deal? A, a, a you know a payment channel, a, a merchant, you know. A service for people selling stuff on the internet but why it's important is because it puts you fully in control of the entire process of receiving payments from your customers there's no middleman and especially in a climate today where we're, we're finding you know places like PayPal and Patreon and MasterCard and all the different payment rails and networks and, uh, and payment providers are, are there's lots of cases of them censoring um, censoring people that are selling things based off political motivations, based on, you know, actually based on we don't know what the hell what a lot of the time because it's, it happens behind closed doors. So the, the importance of having a completely sovereign, um, you know, solution like this where you are the only one in control. There is nobody that can shut it down or shut it off and payment goes directly from customer to merchant and it's free and there's no, there's no fees associated with it. You know, that's a pretty damn big deal. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the easiest way to just put that is like what Nick Zabo says, third parties are security holes that I can talk about it all day. <laughs> BTC Pay involves, uh, you know, it eliminates that third party because if you think about it, Bitcoin is here to allow people to transact peer to peer. And somehow down that road, we managed to involve a bunch of third parties called payment processors, which are no different to MasterCard, Visa or PayPal. And I mean, how, how can you build a centralized service on top of decentralized protocol? I mean, it can work, but eventually it will get shut down. You can, you know, take private information from people transacting in. I mean, how can that even work in Bitcoin? It does not make sense to me. Open source alternative, which is built on top of Bitcoin and allows people to transact and most more importantly to build on top of it is like a must and I'm so glad that Nicola created BTC Pay Server and that bunch of contributors now contribute and develop a software like this because in a way it's not just a payment processor I can tackle that in if you want also but yeah, it's like an it's an entire technology stack so you can use it in an unlimited uh, number of ways so if you're a developer we provide you an open source stack on which, on top of which you can build your entire business. You can, for example, build an exchange on top of it because there are no, it's like a BTC pay server glues all of these things together and creates a very easy to use interface for it. So you can use it as a simple user. You can use it as if you're a charity to accept donation. If you're a blogger, you can use it as a paywall on top of your blog so that you can, you know, charge uh, per article or per view. And of course, I mean, I mean, possibilities are limitless. So many different people use BTC Pay and I'm so happy about it. Exactly like so many people use WordPress. Again, I'm making that comparison because it was made uh, as a personal blog tool and now you can even build the e-commerce shop on top of your WordPress. So that's kind of, it's a quite a complex tool, but uh, it can be used in various ways. Yeah, so I, um, I maybe we can spend a little more time on that particular note because as with Bitcoin itself, you know, it appears to be one thing on the surface and then when you dig deeper uh, and you investigate other attributes and other potentials, then it, it kind of morphs into becoming 
something else and typically something more profound or more useful than you initially thought. So, you know, you just touched on it a bit there, but can you maybe discuss some of the more interesting ways you see BTC Pay Server being able to be used, you know, in the not too distant future? Yeah, sure. So one of the, of course, first thing you think of BTC Pay is it, it is a merchant tool. So it allows merchant to connect uh, his own shop uh, deployed on any of, you know, e-commerce platforms and accept Bitcoin payments directly to the wallet. That's of, okay. That's quite understandable use case. Second, uh, we also built built in actually a bunch of applications on top of BTC Pay server. So, for example, you can do a crowdfunding campaign. And it's very easy to do it in a few clicks. You can have your own Bitcoin crowdfunding campaign and people it's similar to Patreon or Indiegogo. So that's another use case. Also, we have like payment button. It's just a button which you can implement on any sort of website and accept Bitcoin donation. Uh, we have point of sale app. If you're merchant in retail, you can use that app to accept payments from your customers. So, and on top of that, I mean, since it's open source and it glues so many things together, if you're developers, a developer, I mean, possibilities are limitless with it. You can develop anything you want on top of it. And we have so many great uh, services being uh, made with BTC Pay Server. We also have a directory.btcpayserver.org. That is like a website where people display their own shops and work and you can see there everything people built on top of BTC Pay. And it's very interesting. There are so many different use cases, so many different people use it. It's very fun. So feel free to take a look at it when you have time. That's so cool, man. And maybe just the final point on this. Could you describe a little bit about how it actually works in terms of the invoicing system, the integration with accounting and, and all that kind of stuff? Just so people understand, it's not just like something that generates a, a new public address for every transaction, but it's really kind of a fully integrated, you know, accounting system. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. So uh, I will just uh, explain. So why should you use uh, a complex software and not just a wallet to, to accept Bitcoin payments, right? You can accept payments uh, with your wallet. Well, if you're a merchant and you have like 100 people coming in, making payments, I mean, how, how will you know who paid what, uh, what amount, if you have refunds, who should you refund it to? I mean, you ne merchants need an automated invoicing system, uh, something that handles everything for them in the background so that they can just ship their orders if they're online or just fulfill them if they're a physical shop. So BTC Pay Server is like an invoicing system, but uh, uh, it actually deploys a full Bitcoin node it deploys a Lightning Network node, it deploys Tor on top of it and a bunch of other systems and puts that in a single easy-to-use interface. So uh, merchants can definitely just, uh, you know, they need to integrate it and connect it and from there uh, payments will appear in their wallet. So if you're using Electrum, you can see Electrum uh, payments coming to your Electrum wallet with, without you ever having to touch your BTC Pay server. Also, we have an excellent invoice for managing, uh, you know, all the incoming and in outcoming payments inside. So merchants can definitely see every payment and then that payment is tied to a particular order and so on. So it's really everything is automated. And uh, we also have documentation about invoices, uh, docs.btcpayserver.org. And people can read uh, a bit in depth about just on this, what I touched. So. Uh, it's a very, very complex solution, but if you set it up from there, you basically do not have to touch anything. It, it automates everything for you. Yeah, and the kicker is, is it's free, you know? So 
now anyone with an internet connection anywhere in the world is or has the ability to establish a storefront without a bank, without a payment processor for free. I mean, like, uh, it's such a powerful proposition. You think of people, I mean, this has applications for everybody, of course, but you think of people in, like, far-reaching areas of the world that, you know, don't have all the services that we currently have, even though a lot of us would say, yeah, we'd rather, we'd rather be in control than have a bank or a payment processor in the middle, too. But just the fact that somebody in, you know, your stereotypical person in an impoverished place in South America, Africa, Asia, any, anywhere, really, uh, that they can set up a storefront to sell their services or their products for free and be entirely in control of that process. I mean, it really feels like a big deal to me. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And that's actually the whole point of BTC Pay Server is to allow freedom for people, financial freedom without any sort of barriers. So it's also quite a lightweight because you know Raspberry Pi, it's those little computers, you can run it even on that and you can run your own server, your own bank in your pocket on $50 like hardware. I mean, that's crazy. And I, crazy. I, I'm hoping in future, in future, we can make it like an app so that it runs on your mobile phone. Uh, we're still quite far from there, but why not? Why, why just don't allow people to install app and have, the, have their own bank? And right. actually, when you deploy BTC Pay Server, you can allow an unlimited amount of users to use it. So you're becoming payment processor in a way for yourself. But also you can allow your friends to attach to it and use your your, your node and your software, you, you know, and they can accept payments directly to their wallet. So you're not taking fees from them. It's completely, I mean, it's really, really handy for people in third world countries, but also to anybody because it's such a powerful tool, in my opinion. Right. And it's, it's also a full node in a wallet? Correct. That's an excellent, uh, excellent point. I love when people bring that up because we don't talk about it that much. But uh, BTC Pay Server is actually a full node reliant wallet. So uh, we have an interface. Uh, and if you want to sign a transaction, you can plug your, for example, Ledger Nano S wallet and it corresponds directly to your full node. So you do not leak information to Ledger servers and, you know, their nodes. And it, it's a way more private way and also secure than using Ledger or any other app. So we also have partially signed Bitcoin transactions so you can... Uh, sign transactions online with cold card wallets so we are trying to integrate as many as many things uh, possible inside btc pay so it allows really customizable experience for anybody so that anybody can use it in any way they want that's so, so it's damn, way more so than cool. payment processor yeah <laughs> yeah really um so this another element of btc pay server and correct me if i'm wrong but the you know there it's as because it's free there's little or no uh, revenue uh, being derived to go to the people working on BTC, BTC Pay Server. I know that there's been you know, donation drives and people have an ability to donate in that way and we'll break into the recent uh, grant, I guess, um, from Square Crypto, which yeah. I think was 100,000 uh, USD, which is not only is a you know, affirmation and confirmation of the great work that you guys are doing at BTC Pay Server, but also just, you know, phenomenal investment in the ecosystem. But it was this, like in terms of motivations, right? We all, especially in this space, we talk about economic motivations. And, you know, the hardcore economists would talk about, well, people are going to do things in their economic best interest, and we can't rely on them doing things outside of that. But here we have, 
you know, a solution born out of a pain point, as you mentioned from, from Nicola's experience with uh, uh, BitPay. Um, and as a result, decided to devote his time and energy and financial resources. And then after that, you know, the community that built up around that people contributing for free, um, just because they believe that this solution needed to exist in the world. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, contributing to a project like that and how you think and feel about working on something that is not, there's no direct financial reward? Yeah, sure. So personally for me and for a bunch of other contributors, uh, when working on a software like this, uh, you really feel like you're on a mission from God. And I'm not joking, like you really feel that you're making a difference. And uh, for most of people, that's actually quite enough. If you're making difference in this world, making it a better place, like money is really not a priority. But as you pointed out, definitely, as you, uh, you know, devote so much time. I mean, there are a bunch of us who are basically contributing to BTC Pay server full time. We were not getting paid in any way, but it really did not bother us because we were so motivated to create, uh, to develop this software and improve it so that people can be free and can have their own financial freedom. So yeah, like any open source software, sustainability is really a pain for any project. We indeed uh, had some sort of donation system where people could, you know, donate Bitcoin to us and stuff like that. But we never asked for it and we never, you know, specifically said, hey, guys, we are working really on this for free. I mean, people did not know. And they, we, of course, received a few generous donations, but in general, I mean, donations we, we received on a monthly basis were really not enough for even one developer to go full-time, let alone like 10 or how many people are now contributing. I, I think that at this point we have like 60 contributors, but maybe the core team is like four, five, six people. So sustainab sustainability was really a pain for us and we were thinking about it. How, how can we con continue to develop this in a pure way without building a service on top of it, without building a company or something like that? And I mean, we were brainstorming how we can help all of these people who are helping BTC pay. How can we reward them for what they are doing? So it took us quite a lot of time and quite a lot of paperwork and stuff like that and figuring things out in different countries but eventually we created the btc pay server foundation uh, and i know that in this space word foundation is like really triggers a bunch of other things and bunch of negative points about all sorts of foundation that failed to deliver and uh, for us it was uh, really the only way for us was to form such an entity which will create a structure on top of btc pay server but in a way be completely independent of the project so if foundation fails btc pay server is still an open source software i mean people can continue to fork it contribute to it i mean it has nothing to do with development of btc pay it is made to help developers who are investing so much of their time and reward them for helping uh, people who use BTC Pay Server. And mo more importantly, earlier, we did not have a structure for businesses to support us. I mean, businesses use BTC Pay Server, but uh, we did not have a mechanism or a structure for them to donate. And they were simply, whenever some business wanted to donate, they sometimes wanted to wire us money, some of them wanted Bitcoin, but like we did not have any structure to whom should they donate. And that's why we needed to create BTC Pay Server uh, Foundation. I mean, uh, we have it on foundation.btcpayserver.org and there you can read all about 
about it, how it's uh, how it will work, uh, what do we plan to do with it, and stuff like that. But for now, it's an entity independent of the project that will help developers focused on BTC Pay. We call them rockstar developer, developers and contributors. Not we, we, we won't help just programmers. There are so many people contributing to BTC Pay server in so many ways that we will try in a way to reward uh, everyone who involves significant time and contributes to BTC Pay server. Right. And so why is the foundation model preferable to some form of you know, revenue model for the service itself? Well, I mean, you can fork BTC Pay server and create uh, your centralized servers on top of it if you want. Uh, one of the models we actually considered doing prior to foundation was, in a way, support model. You know, like uh, Red Hat for Linux. They are like basically, you know, uh, providing support and charging debt. Yeah. And it it was probably also a decent model, but uh, we wanted to try with uh, a bit more pure, I call it, model without being, uh, you know, focused on profits and stuff. We, we really want to be like a non-profit thing so that people, so that our motivations are a bit, you know, more cleaner, I must say. But uh, we will see. If this foundation does not work, we'll probably continue to work on something else. But for now... Uh, I mean, uh, it really provided like a decent structure and businesses already are showing interest to us. And yeah, we can talk now about Square Crypto if you want. Yeah, and yeah, tell me how that came about. Yeah, so once we, you know, set up the foundation thing, we were thinking, I mean, who who should found us, who should give us the money? I mean, there are so many companies in Bitcoin and we started reaching out slowly, but the response rate was not that good. People, I mean, it's hard to get the money from donation. Everyone wants like a stake because they think BTC Pay is a company. So maybe we can get some something out of it. Right. But once uh, uh, Square Crypto was announced, we were like, oh man, this is so something that really like really really is for us i mean we are open source project we we want to continue to work freely on it to have complete freedom on on what we do and continue to open source everything and once we connected with them it was like this is this is this is really going to work i mean their ethos and our ethos were so much in line that it made so much sense so after some you know months of work and negotiating stuff fixing paperology and all of that uh, Square Crypto donated like uh, $100,000 to us. It will be paid out in 12 uh, monthly, you know, installments. But it's a really big step for us, not just financially, but also the fact that such a big company and such an amazing uh, product, sorry, not product, like such an amazing project on their side is supporting our software. So we will try to uh, we lead uh, and show that open source can be founded that way and we want to show that this model can actually work yeah so yeah i mean really it clicked right away with square crypto and now we have like a dg lab at, uh, from japan and also a few more companies who would like to support us and make all our entire model sustainable because BTC Pay Server glues many other projects into one. We basically give interface to all of those uh, Bitcoin projects that are maybe not visible, but we g- give interface to that and try to glue all of that together. We will, if we if we get in that founding, we will definitely focus not just on our developers, but also developers of other projects. But for now, we're just trying to make uh, models sustainable for people who contribute quite a lot to BTC Pay Server. 
Yeah, it's definitely tremendous validation, but, but also it's, it's tremendous, you know, press. You know, now lots of other projects dispersed all over the world and, and engineers and people that want to contribute are going to see that, you know, this thing is real. And to have the, the kind of stamp of approval from something like a Square Crypto, even though they haven't been in the space for a long time, but, you know, they have the position that they have, uh, you know, I think it's probably going to lead to a lot of more people and, as you said, businesses being attracted to, you know, using BTC Pay Server and contributing to it. Um, but one of the, you know, so that, that's a great, we, we got a little carried away with the introduction there, which is great yeah. because I think it's important to, to, you know, describe what this thing actually is and kind of how it's developed. But let's go back for a second to your contribution and, and how you got involved because your, your contribution is non-developer, let's say, right? So yeah, why, com- why don't yeah, you go ahead sure. and describe that? Yeah, so uh, I'm not a developer. I'm not a technical guy. I'm just uh, the way I started uh, using BTC Pay Server is I have a web shop, BitcoinShirt.co. I sell Bitcoin T-shirts, and I needed a way to accept Bitcoin payments because you cannot sell Bitcoin T-shirts and not accept Bitcoin, right? So I I was really trying to find the payment processor for my own shop, but once I started trying different uh, different uh, companies. All of them wanted my passport. All of them had some sort of fee structure. All of them had some sort of limitation. And really, I really felt like, I mean, if this is how Bitcoin works, I mean, Bitcoin will never work this way. I mean, how, how can it work when it's the same as PayPal? I mean, no way this will work. And like on Reddit, someone pointed out BTC Pay Server to, to me to like, hey, Nicola developed this cool software. And I was, of, of course, familiar with Nicola prior to that. I mean, I heard about him because he was Bitcoin core contributor. He still is. And I was a bit of fanboy of his. So mm-hmm. I went to their community. There were like five or six people at that time, all of them technical. And they helped me set up my BTC Pay Server for my shop. And I was like, wow, this really can work, but people do not understand it. So what I did personally, my efforts involved mostly uh, in a way marketing BTC pay server, creating documentation, educating users, providing support for users. Basically, I do stuff that programmers want to do. I want them to be focused on, on, on code and what they really love and let me handle all the boring stuff for them, which is exciting for me. So we are a pretty good team when it comes to that. So that's how I, how I became involved in BTC Pay Server. But really, um, my point and main takeaway from this is that you can contribute to open source software you, even if you're not technical or developer. Open source needs so many different things in order to work in order to you know be properly used so anyone can help if they have free time and wills that's the point if if you're not technical person you want to contribute to btc pacer come to our community i assure you there are so many things you can do i will help you figure out what you want to do and you can start from there yeah and so what as far as your your contribution and role is concerned you know, what's coming up for you? Is there just much more kind of documentation and, and walkthrough videos and stuff like that to do or, or what's on your horizon? Well, they also call me the bot because I test a bunch of stuff they develop. I try to, you know, uh, figure out how it works from the user perspective because developers sometimes develop some complex things which users do not understand. And now also we have, as community expand, 
I'm quite happy that my role, you know, shrinks because I try to be so many things. But now I'm focused on documenting things, on, you know, helping users, educate users and spreading the word about BTC Pay. We now have two or three UX people involved in our community. They, they, they provide us tips and the direct result of that will be actually a new user interface of BTC Pay coming soon. So we are really happy that we now have so many people from so many different professions willing to help open source software like BTC Pay Server. That's so cool. Is this a full-time thing for you? Well, uh, it it really became became a full-time thing for me like a few months ago, but I did not want to admit it. I mean, it it dragged me into it slowly, like one step at a time. And at some point, I'm like, wow, man, I'm just doing this open source thing. I, I, I definitely need to find a job or something because you cannot live out of, you know, out of thin air. I mean, my business was doing fine, but like probably not enough for me to live like properly. But I mean... Personally, for me, just the fact that you're doing something good, that you get recognition for it, and that you see direct result of your work, that's like that's like biggest thing for me to go full time on BTC Pacer. And I would do it even if probably there was no foundation or anything. I mean, I would definitely continue. If foundation fails, I will definitely continue to work on BTC Pacer. Definitely, it's like it's, yeah. it's it's amazing that this model and these types of projects made possible at a foundation by you know freedom money bitcoin is 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 allowing people to now or inspiring people to get involved in in projects where you know they the opportunity cost is great because they're leaving maybe a job or another startup or some other career and the, it's it's giving them the opportunity to make the choice and say I want to work on this thing because I think it needs to exist in the world and I really believe in the benefit that it can provide. And the, you know, the, the foundation of Bitcoin and the structure of open source projects is allowing people to, to make that decision. And as you were de describing you know, your involvement, I used to be uh, you know, somewhat involved in the startup community in Shanghai in China. And I've always been fascinated by, by that community. But you know, the, it can be fairly selfish and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing but you know you join a startup and you wonder how much I'm gonna be paid and what kind of equity I'm gonna get and that, that, that all this kind of stuff and those consider considerations are always running in the background it must be a really unique and awesome experience to be part of a team where everybody has come to it out of like pretty much purely altruistic reasons and they're they're self they're 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 motivated to work hard and make this thing as best as they can make it, you know, purely because they believe in the cause and not because they know they're getting 16% off, you know, of the equity or because they got a, you know, some sort of salary structure, or bonus structure. Like, it must be real exciting to be part of something like that. Yeah, it is. Like, uh, if you, when you contribute to open source, like, it's very easy to get your name out of it. Uh, you know, people will try to, people will, uh, you know, start recognizing you. And that's happened the same for me. I mean, before BTC Pay, I was just a guy selling T-shirts. Now I'm talking to John here. We're having so much fun and talking about changing <laughs> the world. I mean, people invite me now to conferences to participate and stuff like that. I mean... That would, if there was no BTC pay, there was no Nicola Doria, I, I would just be the guy selling t-shirts or maybe doing something else. I'm also like a business guy, like starting businesses and stuff like that. But like, 
what I'm doing now is something I always dreamed about and that I'm so happy for it. Uh, and you brought up excellent point about organizations like that. I read a book recently called uh, Open Organization by Red Hat CEO. And it talks about how open source organizations will change the world where everything is open, where, where people, you know, are way more open to each other, where decisions are actually not made like from a CEO, but they, they're made for a bunch of people. And I mean, it's an excellent book. I, I would recommend that anyone involved in open source should read it. It's uh, the open organization. And it's yeah. that's basically what BTC Pay Server is like open organization, but like nonprofit. And yeah, it's it, that's that's a great point you made about you know all of us being there just for motives of changing the world for now. That's that's excellent. And all of our contributors actually feel the same way. And I'm sure that many other open source contributors to different projects are doing also that. So yeah. Yeah, and you know when you say something like. You know, you, you take the leap of faith, you, you see this thing you want to exist, you, you don't listen to your rational mind, you know, who, who, who's thinking about rent and food and, and money and stuff, and you say, yeah. no, this, you know, this just feels right, I need to be involved in this. And then as a result of that, you begin to get recognition of various yeah. kinds, like you said, you're being asked to speak and you're, you know, all this kind of stuff. I mean, to me, the thought in my head when you're saying that is like, that's just fucking beautiful, that, that, that someone can take that risk because they believe in something so strongly, not knowing where the path will lead, right? Not, not knowing at all. Yeah. It's com completely uncertain. And then to you know, put kind of their heart and soul into something that they believe in, and then to see these kind of intangible, perhaps initially non-monetary rewards accrue to them because people are recognizing you know, how badass of a move it is to jump off, you know, to, to set forth on a, on a trail and a journey, not knowing where it will lead, but just knowing that your intention is in the right place and then seeing these benefits accrue as a result of doing that. It's like, what could be more beautiful than that? Yeah, I agree. And when someone in our community like says, like, guys, you really helped me. I had uh, no way of funding my business. Nobody wanted to accept uh, to allow us to accept payments. We were like, we could not accept payments. But we, then we discovered BTC Pay. You guys are helping us so much. When we see like even sex workers who are censored, even when they tell us like, thank you for this, it really helps us. I mean, you see the, the results of your contributions right away in open source. And as you said, like you go completely down the rabbit hole. And that's that's like beauty of open source, not just BTC pay servers. So I'm right. so happy to be involved in this. And the beauty of open source that's founded on the foundation of Bitcoin, right? Because presumably, even, you know, and I know this, there may be a lag time here and it's indirect, but, you know, if 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 people working on these sorts of projects that are making the Bitcoin ecosystem more robust, more usable, generating more economic activity within it, if they are also, you know, holders of Bitcoin, you know, investors, holders, collectors, whatever you want to call it, then, you know, they're, they're, they're contributing to their contribution to the expansion of, of the network and the services and the products on, on top of it you know, ultimately accrues to that asset that they're holding because, you know, they're, they're adding value to, to the asset they're holding. And that's the kind of the beauty, another one of the beauties of something like Bitcoin and all the things being built on top of it is that there's this indirect, you know, reward for contributing value to the network. 
Yeah, that's right. And we develop BTC Pay Server also for all ourselves because all of us use it in some way. I use it in shop. Other guys use it as a wallet. So we are creating a, a, a product actually or a software uh, which will, I mean, allows us to use Bitcoin in a better way and also allows other to build on top of it. And it actually is what you just said. It allows Bitcoin to actually go mainstream. It, you know, improves adoption and also it protects my Bitcoin. And that's what's important to me also. Right. And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention these two quotes that I plucked from, uh, I think, another podcast you did. But it really, you know, it encapsulates just the intensity of the attitude with which you approach, you know, this project is there's two. There's one that said, change the world and I don't need anything else. And the other one was, I'm on a mission from God, you know, and that's that's, <laughs> that's intense stuff. I mean, it is. It really feels like amazing to to be able to do that or at least feel that you're making a difference. And I really think that I, we are all making a difference in a way. We are just uh, such a small community, all of us Bitcoiners, but we're all working on some interesting stuff and we're all like helping Bitcoin in a way. So I'm really thankful to be the part of this project and I, I hope that it will even grow even more in the future. Yeah, I've spoken with a number of people who kind of echo similar sentiments, even if the exact way they're engaging in these various projects are a bit different. But, you know, it, it's it's such a life upgrade to become involved in something that, you know, the, the analogy that I usually use is, you know, if you can wake up in your morning and put your feet on the ground and kind of be excited for, you know, engaging in the activities of the day, then that's like, that's you, you pretty much won. You know, and so many people are coming from a perspective and probably all of us have experience coming from this perspective where we got up in the morning and it was more of a like a sigh and like, I got to go and do whatever again today. So the fact that these projects and this ecosystem is providing more more and more people every single day with ways of contributing and engaging in activity and work that from which they derive far more meaning than what they were doing previously and gets them excited and enthusiastic. It's like one, you know, it get, I'm excited just saying that because I know how powerful it is to wake up in the morning and basically hate life versus waking up in the morning and not being, you know, being super excited to get started. I mean, I agree. I could have said that better myself. So that's exactly how I feel every single morning. Like I open my laptop <laughs> And like I'm the citizen of the internet now doing all of these cool things where I mean in some other life if I have not found open source and BTC pay server I'll probably be working nine to five like hating my life but with this I cannot wait to wake up and like let's make a difference today let's improve some something for these people and that's right. that's how I feel every day and I mean it cannot get better than that right I mean that feeling is just what what makes you like pumped and happy about your life. Totally. Let me let me ask you a, a perhaps strange question, but do you ever feel guilty? Of, like, so you wake up and you start working on the BTC Pay Server stuff. Do you ever feel guilty? Because when I, you know, and I'm I, I'm not contributing in, in as such an altruistic. Well, my contribution is is more out of my own interest, and I hope some people derive benefit from it, even if it's only entertainment. But I. Yeah. When I when I do this, like let's say I'm editing a, a, a show or I'm you know clipping some stuff up to share on social media or something, I, I often feel guilty and I wonder to myself like, why do I feel guilty right now? And I think it's because you know 
we're so ingrained, you know, growing up and being put through the quote-unquote industrial school system, industrial education system, to like it, it's not supposed to be enjoyable. Well, like we we became accustomed to like hate kind of you know doing things we didn't want to do. I don't want to do this math homework. I don't want to do this homework. I don't want to take this test. This doesn't like. And we've just become accustomed to accepting we had to do things that we don't really enjoy. And so when I'm put in, in an environment and in a project where I literally enjoy every single part, I, I, I enjoy the, the research part before having a conversation, I enjoy having the conversation, and I enjoy editing and post-production and you know social sharing and all that kind of stuff. Like every single part I enjoy. And I often feel like subconsciously, I guess, a guilt bubbles up because I'm like, Am I am I supposed to be feeling so good about like doing quote unquote work? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I agree. It really does not feel like a work to me at all. Like it's really like just a habit uh, for me and that it really even if there is one day and I do not do anything for like for people in open source or on BTC pay server, I really feel bad. Like this <sighs> entire year I maybe had like four days without BTC pay server and I was like oh okay I cannot do this anymore I need to go back and like do something because yeah it really does not feel like a work it, it really makes you happy and it really it helps you like feel feel good about yourself so yeah, uh, yeah definitely no feeling guilty about feeling so good about doing <laughs> open source I, I, I agree with that and one uh, very funny actually thing it's completely unrelated now to this uh, but like did you know that uh, the members at least the core team and the wider community we did, never met each other in real life we've been working like on the software for two years really? and we actually met each other I think a week ago in Riga on Baltic Honey, Honey Badger Wow! and uh, that was uh, such an like an organic thing. We just hugged each other like finally, and then we started working on stuff. Like <laughs> we were locked like in the room. I, I haven't seen much of Riga because we were so pumped. Let's do this. Let's do this. And so many people like uh, showed awesome vibes in Riga. It was really great conference. I know. I know that I'm going a bit off topic now, but it's no, just no, an interesting, interesting thing that we are actually working together like in an open organization, but we never uh, met each other in real life and that was a quite a weird experience for me and a Riga experience uh, pump, made me pumped even more to, to work on this stuff so really made me happy seeing all of these people smiling having good ideas having you know uh, thanking us for uh, enabling them to build their business on top of BTC pay and really I felt so good man like those three days for me were like a life-changing experience Man, that is so cool. I'm so happy for you and, and the team. Like, I, I can only imagine, you know, because if we talk about our behavior and the choices we make, self-selecting for different groups, right, which is the case yeah. for a broad number of things, you know, let's, I don't know how many, you know, people are contributing. Let's say it's 20, just for example. You know, out of, sure. the, whole, out of the whole world of people, those 20 people are the ones that self-selected to, you know, the kind of, the making the leap of faith that I mentioned earlier, where they're just saying, I don't know where this is going to lead. I don't know where I fit in, but damn, I want this thing to exist. So I'm going to devote my, my time to it. And then, you know, having that very, very unique group of people come together in the or have worked together for so long in the digital world and then come together in the physical world and just get to see each other and smile at each other. And, you know, like it's got to be, there must have been some real tight hugs in, in that, uh, in that yeah, meetup, yeah. you know? 
Yeah, it was it was really crazy. Like, I mean, meeting all of these people that you communicate with every single day, but you never like met them in real life. It was wow. it was such a such an amazing experience. I mean, seeing their faces, hearing their voices, finally putting face to the name. And it, it was really, really nice experience. <laughs> and, uh, it made us rethink like, uh, yes, we're developing BTC pay. We're working on it. But come on, guys, let's at least meet a few times a year somewhere. I mean, it really helps the entire community bond and we, we actually work much better and much quicker when we are, uh, you know, in a single apartment room, all of us with their, our laptops uh, doing stuff. So, yeah, I was yeah, just going to ask if, if the, as a result of that, there was plans to kind of get together more often, but I guess the answer is yes. Yeah, because at the Baltic Honey Badger, we actually, the organizers were so awesome that they allowed us to have like an entire day for BTC Pay, one day after the conference. So uh, Crypto Cash was the name of the company that allowed us like an entire day. They, they gave us their amazing office space and we did presentations there. We did talks like uh, just there were like 60 or 70 people. It was so crowded and people were sitting on the floor listening to talks and later we had beers and stuff and it was it was really, really amazing experience. Man, that's so cool. So cool. So do you think, you know, do you see this kind of really snowballing now or do you think, you, you know, you guys, the core group, just have a bunch of work on your plates and that's that's what the plan is for the next, you know, half year coming up? Well, I think that what I actually want BTC Pay Server to be is like a model for other projects to copy. And at one point, we'll definitely open source documents and stuff like that to help other projects. If our model proves to work, we will definitely help other projects create something similar. And yeah, the snowball effect definitely began for BTC Pay Server, but we have a bunch of work to do now. Like there were so many ideas on that Riga meeting that like, I'm not even sure how are we going to do that all, but we are really like working on it and people are now even more contributing. We will, we will actually launch some of the tools for developers, like the new API, which will even, you know, allow developers to easily easily develop on top of BTC Pay because right now maybe it's not the easiest, but we definitely want to see more contributors, more developers, more, more people using BTC Pay server, more, more mainstream companies using it. And the most important thing is that all of them are running full Bitcoin nodes and helping the network and protecting themselves. Man, that's, that's awesome. All right, so I, I want to break into um, your... Like how you got into to Bitcoin? I, I think I heard on a previous show um, that you were an economist earlier in your career, and I think your brother had introduced it to you, but you were you kind of dismissed it. So um, I want to break into that, but first I just want to let people know because I, I visited your um, your what's what's the, the URL for the shirt the uh, company? Bit, Bitcoinshirt.co Right. And so I just want to say to everybody, if you're not that excited about the prospect of a Bitcoin t-shirt, you should know that there are baby bodysuits on that site. So if you have <laughs> a young baby or toddler, you can have them walking around in a Bitcoin bodysuit. And that is pretty damn cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent ad. Ben. Thanks so much. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought that was awesome. Uh, yeah, okay. So why don't, why don't you tell me kind of how you 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 got in involved in Bitcoin in the first place? 
Sure. Uh, before that uh, disclaimer, uh, one of our con community members, Britt Kelly, uh, contributor to BTC Pacer, also told me like, Pavle, if I hear one more time your story about your brother on your podcast, like I, I won't listen to any of your podcast because you're repeating yourself so much. <laughs> well, if you so want to, if you want to, yeah, you want to add no, some I'll new just, details, go ahead. Yeah, I'll just say, Brit, now you can, you know, turn the volume down for a minute because I will quickly just explain it to people. Like, yeah, I come from a third world, third world country. We got PayPal, I think, in 2013, so we were quite isolated from. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Serbia, okay. so it's in Eastern Europe. So yeah. we were quite isolated. We have quite a lot of wars here, and uh, you know, we're, uh, financially we are so much behind uh, other countries. So uh, for us, doing transactions online was not really easy for quite a lot of years. Now it's maybe easier, but it's still a bunch of paperwork, bunch of stuff. But yeah, now we can transact with the people. Earlier we always had to find some workarounds in order to send money abroad and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have I have a brother who had uh, uh, it was 2013 or I think or 12, and he just uh, was working on a project with some friends of his from abroad. I'm not sure which country was that, and they were making a website. And now my brother wanted to pay that kid for the work he's done for him, and there was no way. I mean, you you do not have PayPal. You're under the. You, I mean, you're 13 year old, 13 years old. You do not have. Uh, bank account or anything and they were unable to make a transaction in any way so he in a way discovered bitcoin and tried to shell it to me like please buy me some bitcoin like explain me it's like internet money and blah 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 and i was like dude i i go to school for this that, that shit that, that's not how money should work man like you cannot print the money out of thin air like and then looking back at my stupid statement like he still jokes about it he is right. not rich unfortunately because he was just a kid he just wanted to make a website but maybe he is but he he, he has a pretty good opsec then but uh he, he really like made me discover Bitcoin and uh, I got in Bitcoin in 2016 or 17 by watching Andreas and Anopoulos video, of course, like many of us. Yeah. So, yeah, after that, he was just like, I told you, bro, like, I, I won't listen to you for anything else in my life because we uh, ended up making that transaction via, I'm not sure if it was wire transfer or Western Union and they took us like 20% and it took yeah. like six or seven days. So I, I'm sure it was wire transfer. So... I mean, not being able to realize uh, that Bitcoin would fix that is crazy. But yeah, what can you do about it? Were you teaching uh, economics at the time? No, no, no. I, I, I was a student of okay. economics at the time. So that, that's crazy, like not being able to. They, they do not teach us that stuff at school. And later as you start, you know, going into the economics of Bitcoin, the technology and everything, because Bitcoin in a way, it mixes all of my passions that I ever had in my life. Like it's economy, yeah. it's like technology. I was always about that and it, it mixes everything for me and it makes so much sense. It's hard, it's hard to communicate it to my friends in real life, but what can you do about it? When they sure. need it, they, they will understand it. There is no point in shilling them to use it if they do not have like a real use case for it right now. Absolutely. And as much as we, you know, I talk about it on the show all the time, as much as we, we want to share our kind of revelation and excitement about this thing, you know, most of the times that's probably not the best approach. But what is a really good approach is you, just engaging in something that, from which you derive meaning, that makes you happy, that makes you excited, that, that connects you with the type of people you want to be connected with. 
And that's the type of stuff that like your friends will start kind of paying attention to and raising an eyebrow about because everybody yeah. wants those things. They just maybe they don't believe you if you say that you're getting it from what you're working on in Bitcoin and what it means. But if they notice month after month, year after year that like you've constructed, you know, a, a life that you're really happy with predicated and based on this new technology and this new movement and system and whatever we want to call it, then that's probably the most powerful, you know, influential, uh, you know, way of communicating than anything else. Yeah, that's that's well put. Like uh, yelling drunk, like buy Bitcoin does not work, <laughs> so don't try to do it, guys. Like it really does not work. Yeah. But yeah, as you said, they will eventually understand it. I mean, uh, for me, Bitcoin is just a way of saying fuck you to your government uh, because, you know, government here, I don't trust them. I think yeah. that nobody should trust their own governments, but yeah, it's a way of being, of having a way out if you need it. Uh, when you don't need it, that's okay, but it's good always to have an option uh, and to have a way out of any situation, and that's what Bitcoin is for me. To totally, and you know, when you say that, because I, I have had a number of those types of conversations, and when they kind of devolve when they, they when when they stop being based on logic and reason and they become more emotional i i realize that this is not just about like trying to explain something objectively this is basically asking someone to change their worldview because a lot of people are coming from a worldview and a perspective where yeah you you kind of you blindly trust the government because you live in a democracy and so the government is for the people by the people right and so there's no need to question any of the things that they do. We don't need to question the money. We don't need to question the laws around speech or around guns or around this and that. And uh, now, obviously, I'm generalizing, but my point is just that, like this, that, that conversation is so hard to have. I think because it is a conversation that's that's um, you know questioning and putting pressure on a worldview, not just introducing a concept or a technology. Yeah, and it's quite hard for people in uh, developed countries already. Like your system works on the surface, everything seems good. You have good money, for example, your government, okay, healthcare is good in some countries. Like everything on the surface is good, but underneath, man, it's like burning hell. Yeah. In third world countries, for us, it's easier to see the surface because it's everything is so broken. Yeah. And we, I think we uh, click better with Bitcoin because like, oh, wait, it fixes money. Okay, government, yeah, government does not mean, need money. Why would they control money anyway? Yeah. We don't trust them. They are all corrupted. Like, why, why, why would they need money? So, yeah, we'll see how the government approaches Bitcoin in the future. I actually had a conversation recently with someone from the government, but it was quite a random talk. Like I met guy on the street and then we just ended up talking about it. And he was like, yeah, we understand Bitcoin. We know what it is. But like for now, we are so far behind on so many things that we won't, won't be able to do it. And I was like, dude, if you just buy this instead of gold, our country would probably be much better if you try to understand it. You can improve our our country in, in so many different ways, like. But yeah, they they just don't understand it. I, I in early days, I really tried to shill Bitcoin to people to explain to everybody to yell like, ah, how can you not understand it? But right now, I'm dude. It's okay. You don't need to understand it. You will at some point. At yeah. some point, you all will need to understand it, and you you will learn how to use it, no matter how hard that was at this point, because yeah, it will be the only way out for you.
And yeah, I'm always pessimistic about stuff like that. But uh, I say that uh, something bad needs to happen in financial world for people to understand and actually uh, understand the importance of Bitcoin. So we'll see. Yeah, I hope that that's not the case. But yeah, you never know. The same is probably true for governments. You know, as much as we might like to stress the benefits of potentially adopting this change before it disrupts your 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 model or your or your system you know governments are rarely proactive they're react reactionary to you know things that happen so it's it's i guess it's unlikely to hope that they change but the beautiful thing about if we can encapsulate this this whole concept in terms of like a revolutionary sort of idea the beautiful thing about this revolution that's quite unique and different than revolutions of the past is that it's based on technology and innovation, you know, and that you don't, it, it, which gives it somewhat of an inevitable or unstoppable sort of, um, you know, sort of element because we live in a highly, you know, in a high tech modern world and we rely on technology more and more every single day. And the, the revolutionaries of the current and the future and the revolutionary ideas and tools and things of that nature are going to be unstoppable technology. And so, you know, it's not just as easy as it was in the past by saying pass a law and enforce a law with guns because in the future there's there's going to be too many ways to circumvent, you know, whatever those laws might dictate. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy or pleasant, but I I do think it's a a massive advantage of, of the times we're in now versus previous times. Yeah, and that's a good point about government trying to regulate Bitcoin and like put pressure on it because I know from my own experience that when you do not have like a structure or they try to forbid you something or just don't use it, you'll find a way to use it. Like just regulating Bitcoin, trying to force it or, you know, uh, in a way stop it. That's not how it's going to work. It's like um, the money that keeps evolving. So there is no way that they can stop it. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, the idiocy of of that, of regulation or or prohibition is that it's never worked. doesn't matter if we're talking about alcohol or drugs. And now there's a big, you know, gun debate in the U.S. about restricting or, you know, especially on the Democratic side, prohibiting guns. Like, when are we going to learn that that model of telling people that they can't do something only pro- and which they really want to do and are going to continue to find ways to do anyway is just going to mean that it's a more dangerous path uh, to doing it and you create dangerous elements within society as a result of these regulations so but you know politics is such a, such an emotionally driven thing and people politicians cater to the loudest voices in society and just want to want to pander and say yes we'll do this and do that and people don't realize that all, all that noise they're making is doing little more than causing, little more than inviting other people to restrict their freedom, and that's uh, mm. that's not good. Yeah, and you cannot restrict freedom. Like, yeah, that was an excellent point. Now I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, it makes it makes so much sense. Like, uh, we'll see the like what governments will do, but uh, if they are more welcoming, actually, and uh, you know encourage innovation and allow businesses actually to build uh, with Bitcoin and, uh, try and let's just avoid and try not try to stop it like the countries that first realize that but you, as you said they're quite reactive so we'll see yeah. we'll see how, how we are going to have Bitcoin as a worldwide currency but I, I definitely see that happening at least online so we'll see 
it will be interesting the kind of geographic arbitrage that emerges, right? So the, the jurisdictions that have the most favorable uh, or hands-off regulations to, to, you know, Bitcoin. So currently, like places like Malta or, you know, I know Portugal and Spain, I think, just passed some laws. But I think the more, you know, the more it becomes apparent that people actually care about, you know, freedom in that capacity, then there might, and I've heard some people talk about this, there might be competition between jurisdictions to attract those people. So, you know, we may all be, all end up living in a, in a similar place, you know, in yeah, someday in, in the a, future. On a deserted island of some <laughs> sort, so that would probably be good. I mean, if you look at it, imagine how many bright minds would that country have if oh, they allow, like, Imagine that country and the the impact people would make. Like that's crazy. crazy. Bitcoiners are definitely one of the smartest people I ever met. I mean, they're so diverse. Everyone has their own interest. Everyone has some some sort of good point. Always, everyone are working on something interesting. Yeah. So uh, just imagine having a country like that. That would be nice. Like that our own awesome. citadel. <laughs> our own citadel, at least. So, like Nicola and I already planned. Uh, our citadel in Greece, we were joking about it. Like, I already found a location for it. So, we will well, see man, how I know, that goes. I, I know it's like a running joke slash meme, but I think as time goes on, you know, depending on how things play out, but I think in the back of our minds, you know, many of us aren't so joking about it. We're like, yeah, you know, if, if, if we can find a way to make that happen in the future and things really aren't uh, getting better in, in kind of the more broad culture, then that might actually be a thing. Yeah, I actually always considered myself the citizen of the internet, so right. I really wouldn't mind it. Like, if there is e-citizenship to Bitcoin country, like, invite me, I'll definitely come and join, <laughs> live there. <laughs> me too. Um, all right, Pavla, I'm going to uh, break into the rapid-fire question soon, but did you have anything else that, you know, you wanted to discuss or, or, or you know, anything like that that we missed? Well... No, we pretty much covered everything. I think you pretty tackled all of these important points about BTC Pay servers. So I think we covered everything. And sorry for swearing. Like I'm in my language, like we swear a lot. So I try to like, again, like just try to not to swear that much. But in our language, like no apology necessary. I swear frequently and I enjoy it. And that's how I communicate. <laughs> so I, I certainly don't have a problem with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Glad well, to hear that. Well, Pavla, that's, uh, that's it, man. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to have a discussion with me. It's super interesting. I just I love your story. I love what's going on at BTC Pay Server. Hopefully, we can connect in you know, 6, 12 months. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be so much more to talk about uh, with the stuff that you're doing. So if you're up for it, we can reconnect in that time. But uh, until then, if you want to share any destinations or Twitter handle or anything like that, then, then feel free to go ahead. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed having this conversation so much. It was so natural and organic that I loved it. I felt so much relaxed talking to you. <laughs> and yeah, if you want to learn more about BTC Pay Server, we have a website, btcpayserver.org. We have documentations, docs.btcpayserver.org. Feel free to come to our community chat if you would like to ask questions of or learn more. It's chat.btcpayserver.org. And if you're a business owner, like you have a business and would like to support the work we do, you can come to foundation.btcpayserver.org and try to connect with our BTC Pay Server Foundation and try to, you know, fund us in a way and help us continue to, to develop this software. 
So yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at Pavlinex. So that's pretty much everything. Uh, when I was kind of messing around with the BTC Pay server in preparation for this, and you know, a few few months ago as well, I was I don't have a, a website or a shop or anything like that at this point. And I was it, like, I was like, man, I need to get a website and a shop just so I can integrate you know this, this <laughs> into it. So. Hopefully, uh, at some point in the future, that uh, I'll look forward to, uh, to doing I would, all that. I would love to help you set up a shop <laughs> if you need any help with that. Like, just feel free to come to our Mattermost chat and let's do it. It will it will be quite quickly because actually you can. Uh, we have a tool that allows you to build a shop on top of BTC Pay Server, so you do not need to have a website in a way. You can just use BTC right. Pay Server to stack sets. So. All right. That's well, I'll, I'll come up. I'll have to come up with something, uh, you know, in the not too distant future, and then I'll, I'll hit you up for sure, and we'll we'll make it happen. Yeah, sure, man. I would love to see that happening. All right, brother. Well, listen. Thanks again. Really, really enjoyed this uh, discussion. Look forward to the one in the future. But until then, uh, all the best and good luck to you and the team. Yeah, same to you, man. Continue doing what you do, educating people, and yeah, l- let's keep in touch in a year. I, I will definitely. I'm sure that we'll have so many things to talk about then. 100%. Thanks for having me. Okay, take care, brother. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.